and welcome to the Making School Shine podcast brought to you by Bullpen Marketing. I'm Susie Senna. I'm Jeff Hollis. And I'm Lindsay Voucher. And we're the creative suite over at Bullpen Marketing. Today we will be discussing brand standards and why they're important to each school. All brands, not just schools, should really have a brand standards manual. And I'm talking about whether you're a startup company and you have one employee or you're a gigantic corporation with hundreds of employees. Every brand needs a brand standard. Essentially, you can think of a brand standards as an instruction manual or a rule book. It tells you do's and don'ts for the brand as far as how to use the logo, what the logo should look like, different colors of the logo, typefaces, and so on. A brand standards manual can vary drastically. I've seen a manual as short as a single page that had nothing more than one variation of the logo, the colors, and the typefaces used to close to a 50-page document that went as far into detail as to dictate the types of signage and displays and graphics used everywhere from digital format screens to billboards. And some brand standard guides even go into minute details as far as what your stationery should look like, how names need to be positioned, and even email signatures. So let's get into a few of the details here. First of all, size. What we're really honing in on is the minimum size usage of a logo. You want to make sure that your logo is being used in a size that does it justice. If you start going too small, characters can fill in and the logo itself can become illegible in some places. And before you even sit down to create a brand standards, you really want to think about the different types of applications that your brand will appear on. It doesn't just stop at print on a paper. What happens when your company starts to grow or your school starts to grow and you want to start putting that logo on shirts or apparel or spirit items such as pens or even something even smaller, you really need to take a step back, think about where your brand is going to appear and think about the different applications. Color is another big aspect of your logo. But why is color so important? Well, if your school is a fire engine red, for example, and the brand starts to deviate, you can probably see some maroons, some brick reds, and even the occasional pink. And being in the business as long as we have, we've seen it all. You want to make sure your color stays consistent. There are several different color guides you need to follow and that you'll want to translate into the standards. For instance, RGB, CMYK, Pantone colors, and then there's also hex colors. Make sure you convert your colors, have those codes written out in your guides so that when someone receives your standards, they know exactly what to use in which format. One example, I was reading a blog the other day written by a fan of the Houston Dynamo. He noticed sitting in the stands, everybody's signs were a different shade of orange, and he wanted to match his sign to their official color. Making that readily available helps enforce that uniformity, not just throughout the parts of your brand you have control over, but your fans as well. Another example would be the University of Texas A&M. They went as far as to brand their own color. They have a Pantone color called Aggie Maroon, which is not part of any traditional color swatch book. It's their own color that was formulated just for them, and they released that color to their vendors or whoever's creating items for them, and that's just amazing. That's going to the absolute edge. 
Not only do they control everything that they print, ensuring that it's all done in the exact same maroon, they also are able to keep anybody else from using that color maroon for anything other than their school purposes. Yes, because it is registered trademark. If someone uses it without their permission, that means they can get the pantsuit off of them. So we don't expect our schools to go that far. But just keeping standards with your color is going to take you a bit closer to getting you a consistent brand. If you want to take the guessing game out of what colors go well with your brand, secondary palettes are normally suggested in a standards booklet. Uh, next up, font choices. Font choice doesn't necessarily mean the font that's used in your logo. You want to include that. If, for instance, you need to add a jacket to your mascot, so if you want to add, say, basketball or football, you need to know what that font is so that it matches throughout all your sports. If you are going to suggest font usages with your brand, keep in mind that there are thousands upon thousands of fonts out there in the world. Some of them are free and public usage, but a lot of the really nice ones do require either to be purchased or to have a license. So if you are going to suggest font usage with your logo and brand, make sure that A, you either provide that font and you have it available and you have the license for it, or B, suggest fonts that are more universal like your standard Arial, Helvetica, Times. And not everybody has these fonts, so also if you're having somebody like us make a brochure <laughs> for you or a banner and we need to match those fonts but we don't have them, you need to have them on hand to provide it to that client so that we can match it. We do have our magic tricks up our sleeves where we can try as close as possible to get to your font, but if we don't know either the name or have your font on hand, then it makes our jobs a lot more difficult. So, size, color, and font choices. All of these elements we're suggesting for your style guide to essentially make sure you keep your brand consistent. What does consistency get you in the long run? It ensures that your brand, your school, your logo will never deviate from what it was initially intended to be. Also keeping it consistent will create a recognizable brand, which is very strong. If you look at people like Coca-Cola, Google, McDonald's, they may have changed over time, but they keep consistent when they do make those changes, and they're recognizable. Anybody sees that, they know who it is. Yeah, and even as Lindsay was listing those logos off, I was able to picture the logo in my head. Whether it's a prospective family or your own families inside your school, you want that instantaneous connection with your brand. Taking that even farther, brands that don't even need to use their logos at all anymore to be recognized, uh, I call this the Nike effect because in my head, Nike was the first brand that went nameless with that recognizable check mark. So any brand that follows in their footsteps, they've reached Nike status. Uh, Starbucks, I was surprised when they jumped that ship in 2011 and they just went with their uh, siren and they dropped the name altogether. That was an incredible step in an amazing direction. School related, the Texas Longhorn. You don't even have to be from Texas yeah. to understand the the Texas Longhorn. Yeah. And it's that's it's that universal of a college mascot. Yeah. I think other college mascots that, that have reached that level of recognition, I would include the Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish man, as well as their monogram M D. Do you guys know any other schools? Florida Gators mm. has a very recognizable mascot. Yes. Yeah. These are all recognizable brands because they're consistent. Your style guide is going to need to factor in all the different media that your brand can be on. 
paper, promotional items, apparel, whether it's embroidery or transfers. The industry has really caught up with the times and there's this magical process of transfer on apparel. With a, a heat transfer, if it's done right, can get detail far finer than any embroidery ever could. You're looking at font sizes down to six or seven point font in some of the better cases, which has been unheard of until very recently. And what people don't understand is that embroidery onto itself has its own standards. For example, the height of the smallest font can only be about a fifth of an inch, 0.2 inches. Any smaller than 0.2 inches and your characters start to fill in and become blobs of thread. And or your embroiderer turns back to you and says, I will not do this job because <laughs> they know it's going to turn out awful. So. They're protecting their butts. So by having these standards in, in place, you're gonna protect your butts as well. Once you've established all of these standards and sizes, colors, you wanna assign somebody or a department that's going to make sure everybody you give that standards to is actually looking at it and following it. Yeah, so the next time you're looking at your spirit items in your school store, to your booster items, to the items you give away at open house, even your school uniforms or athletic uniforms, think back to how you're representing your school. These items are walking billboards and advertisements for your school on a daily basis. So again, with keeping consistent, it's a very important thing for your brand. But the last takeaway is, your school is ever-evolving. That means your brand is ever-evolving. So don't be afraid to modify your brand standards as your brand grows and evolves to something new or different. Just make sure you keep your style guide up to date so you're always on the same page throughout your school. Well, it's been another episode of the Making Schools Shine Academic Podcast. If you have any questions about anything you've heard today or would like to suggest future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at academicbranding.com. Feel free to peruse through our portfolio at academicbranding.com. This has been Lindsay Bowsher, Jeff Hollis, and Susie Sena. Keep your school shining. Thank you.